Ow. That's me. We're here. It is the season five finale of Jared and Al Watch. Yep. We've got one more episode to talk about Love Live. So you know what that means. Cue it up. Cue up the music. <clears throat> Ow. Yes. Now that we've come to the end of the road. I want nothing more than to let this go. <laughs> yes, I was going to try to like find a way to, to <laughs> differentiate that line, but yes. Yep, that is how I truly feel. It's unnatural. You don't belong to me. I don't belong to you. That's how you feel about Love Live's Quiet Project. It's true. <laughs> Welcome to the season five finale of Jared Now Watches, episode number 27. I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Allen Ladium. Hello. And we are discussing Love Live, the school idol movie. Wrapping it up. The final bit of School Idol Project. We're going to New York. We're going to New York. We're going to have an empire state of mind. <laughs> Nyak. Nyak? Nyak. I'm walking in. <laughs> I thought you were trying to do like the cat thing. No, no. <laughs> you were that's, just that's the New York, New York accent. accent. Yes. Nyak. <laughs> Nyak. I'm going to go see the Yankees. <laughs> Uh yeah, this is the uh this is the final bit of Love Live. This happens after the finale it's season like immediately two. Immediately after this, yeah, where they're like in the club room looking at the computer. Yeah, this is a weird movie. I had only seen yes. it once go before this, um, which is it goes in line with how I watched original Love Live. I only watched it once, and like man, I don't mm -hmm. remember. I didn't remember how much of this like the first half of this movie just like just as a thing where nothing really happens yeah. uh, also we did watch the, the dubbed version of this film because that's the only legal way we could watch it for free hmm. so it was well, kind of it was kind of jarring yes uh, it was kind of jarring to go back from go from English to Japanese and then back to English again <laughs> it's been a wild road that we've watched this series through no kidding so let's discuss <sighs> discuss this film. Uh, let's do it. We begin the movie where we get the uh, young versions of the second years. Hanukkah's trying to jump over a puddle and messes up horribly, and then she jumps over. Story's it. like it's impossible. She manages to fly. Yay! And jumps over a puddle. Yep. Uh, after that, we come back to the present time where Muse gets a a thing from the Love Live people. They're like, "Hey, we're gonna hold a, a third competition." We're trying to do the Tokyo Dome, aka the Akiba Dome. The Akiba Dome. Uh, but we need to kind of we need we need a little bit of some more publicity to get the word out to be able to do that. So hey, why have you guys went to America? <laughs> yeah, so I was expecting them to like have to perform again, like for at the Akiba Dome or something, and, mm -hmm. and then it's like, by the way, you're going to America. I'm like, wait, what? Why are we in New York? I don't understand. And you're like, they'll explain it. But basically, they just like showed up at the airport, like we're going to America. And I'm like, that's not where the dome is. <laughs> no, we they moved the dome. You're doing to it America. wrong. 
which still seems kind of weird. Like, why would you send them to America to help sell out the dome and raise publicity yeah, in I Japan? <laughs> insane. But anyway, we're going to New York. Yeah. Uh, also, they was they were conflicted to do this because Muse has, has disbanded, as per what happened at the end of season two. But they're like, hey, you know, let's help mm-hmm. out Love Live because of what they did for us. So we'll we'll do that, and then we'll just we'll do this, and then we'll officially wrap things up. Uh, so we go yep. to New York. They get a they do a bunch of toury stuff. Umi gets real mad because they want to do toury stuff, and she's like, "No, we're gonna get robbed and shanked and murdered and all this stuff." Well, uh, and Honk accidentally gave her the wrong address, and they got like taken to a shady hotel, and yes, she, she decided that like Honk was terrible and trying to get her murdered, and yes, it was it was a whole thing. It was a thing. I stand by the fact that Umi sucks. <laughs> She sucks. She's terrible. Uh, they eventually do some like training along the way. They hang out in, I, I would presume, Central Park. It's Central Park. Um, they, they find a little amphitheater and do some practice there. And then some very normal Americans show up and are like, Hello, what are you doing? <laughs> you are, are dancing. Are you Japanese? Are you Japanese? <laughs> I want to go to Japan. Cool. Keep up the good work. And turns out that uh, Boobs McGee speaks English. Yes, Nozomi. Nozomi. Because she's, yes. she's a witch. Yeah, she knows English. So she's like, yeah, we're doing great. Finger guns. Goodbye. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, at one point, we get a montage of where, where the first year is seeing Hello, Hoshio, Kazuote. Mm-hmm. Where Ren gets to dance around in a fancy suit and everyone the others are just in their normal attires. <laughs> Yeah, that was so weird. I'm like, why did she get a fancy outfit? Nobody else did. And you're like, ah, eh, benefits of being center. Yep. Uh, Hanukkah gets lost because she does not get on the right train. Yeah, her was... card's not working when she's trying to swipe through, and so she has to like get more money on it, and she gets on the wrong train. Again, I just, I, I, I would have said just hop the rail because she's not brown or black or anything like that, so the cops wouldn't have done anything to her. Well, they might yeah. have because she's not white, but still, right. she probably has a better chance than certain other folks in New York. I also don't understand, like, how she went to that platform when the other ones clearly went to the opposite direction platform. It's Hanukkah. Okay, yeah, fair. It is honk. Um, she basically is wandering the streets trying to find her way, stumbles upon this lady who's singing and gets enraptured by her voice and is like, oh... Uh, the lady takes interest in her because she knows that she's also Japanese. Mm-hmm. And Honoka's like, hey, can you help me find my hotel? I'm so lost. <laughs> she's like, do you know the name of it? No, I know what it looks like. Okay. And then the lady's like, oh, I know what that is. Uh, this, the lady basically brings her back to the hotel. Um, they talk about how the lady was in a group before that disbanded. And yes. Honk asks a reason. She's just like, eh, you know, you'll, you'll figure them out someday. Yeah. Uh, everyone in Muse is very happy that Hanukkah's back. Uh, Hanukkah also has like this lady's microphone, and she's like, "Oh, I better go give it back because hey, this lady helped me get here." And everyone's like, "What are you talking about? There's no one behind you." And then she's like, "Huh? Where'd she go?" <laughs> so she just stole this lady's microphone. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they perform. They perform in Times Square and. I think Central Park as well, where they perform yep. Angelic Angel. Uh, one of my favorite things about whenever you see like Gabe's or 
just any form of media that takes place that like does a shot in like Times Square is like how do they utilize that space that is so mm-hmm. full of advertisements? Yep. Like what kind of fake ads are you are you cooking up here to to make this still look like Times Square? <laughs> yeah, like uh, a tomate did in uh, the Color Cross Malice fandom. They're like, hey, let's just put all the other Atomate uh, games here. Like, here's Code Realize in Times yeah. Square. <laughs> like, they, like, okay. They had, like, a fake Lion King poster for, like, the Tiger Queen, which clearly mm-hmm. a little bit ahead of his time. Yeah. Speaking of, man, Nick Cage is going to be uh, apparently doing, doing uh, starring I in that. Saw. I saw that. What a choice. What a choice. Uh, so, yeah, that's where they perform to help Love Live, and then they go back to Japan. Somehow. <laughs> They come back to Japan, and, and apparently everyone saw that performance in New York, and Muse are now super popular, even though they've won Love Live. Yeah, like, apparently New York is how we get Muse popular. But, like, I, I I thought this was an interesting little idea, because, like, you don't really see it in Sunshine at all. Mm-hmm. Of, like, how does a group that wins Love Live deal with, like, the immense popularity that they're going to have now? Right. Because they're going to get swarmed. In, they're going to be they're celebrities now. Right. And, like, Sunshine doesn't really acknowledge that for the most part because they're, I guess, like, you know, awkward from a smaller town where everyone knows each other. So, like, you're not really going to have people mob you right. in the streets because they're just gonna be like, oh, hey, what's up? Um, but since Muse are from Tokyo and that surrounding area, like, you know, people are just going to flock to them. So I thought it was interesting to see kind of, like, right. how they manage that, how they kind of come to terms with that and figure out, like, okay, what do we do now? Because, oh, God. We're popular, but also we still haven't told people we're disbanding, <laughs> which is kind of a problem. Yeah. So they have to figure that out. Kind of, yes. While all that's happening, we get uh, the third years perform their song, uh, the question mark arrow to heartbeat. You know how that very much works. <laughs> yep. I don't even remember that performance. It's the best song in the movie, so you should remember it. That's all I'm going to say about that. I mean, it is the best song. I, I just don't remember the performance. So they performed that because they're all trying to hide and be cool with their sunglasses. Oh, yes. Now I do remember. I do remember now. Sunglasses. Sunglasses. And they want to run away. Yes. So, yeah. They also are like, hey, we got to figure out what we're going to do about disbanding and everything. Do do we want to keep going because our fans are like want us to keep going? Or do we stick with what we originally thought? We're like, no, we're done. We don't want to continue right. this without the rest of the group, which again I think is actually like a really interesting thing that they are bringing up here. Mm-hmm. Like if there's there's one thing that you could take away from this movie is that like it brings up interesting ideas of like idols and popularity and idols and like doing things for their fans specifically and for themselves, which is not really what you would expect coming out of this series in particular. That has not right. really had like a lot of interesting things to like question or ask or you know provoke the viewer in any sort of way. Right. So, for once, this this there's a positive here. <laughs> One positive. Uh. So yeah. They go back to school, and Katori's mom is like, "Hey, what's up? What are you guys doing? You should, you guys should continue." Because idols, yay. Also, the third years are just around the whole time at and school in their uniforms. Still. In their uniforms, even though they have clearly already graduated at the end of season two. It's so weird. You don't have to be here. Mm-mm. 
And even if you are there, don't wear your uniform. Yeah, that's it's weird. So weird. I feel like that's one of those things that like you're just like kind of supposed to be like, oh right, we're just not supposed to talk about this. Yeah. Um, Hanukkah's still kind of like figuring things out. Uh, Subasa from Arise calls her and is like, hey, you want to go on a ri- go on a ride? <laughs> and she picks her up in, in her limo. And they're like, hey, what are you guys doing? What's uh, what's the muse going to be doing? And she's like, I don't really know. We, we, so you didn't hear this from us, but we are we were basically going to disband after Love Live. And then everything kind of just blew up. And now we're like, uh. And then uh, Subas is like, so, yeah, we're going to go pro. We've got, a, like, an agency lined up. We're going to keep doing the thing. Which, again, is something interesting because, like, uh, that's another thing Sunshine doesn't really bring up that much is, like, you know, what do school idols do after they graduate and everything? Right. So she tells him that and everything. And then Honk's like, oh, I'm now in, out in the rain. This also, sucks. weirdly, like, the limo for some reason has, like, the UTX logo. Yeah. The the, the it's limo. real like, weird. What is happening here? Um, While Hanukkah's out in the rain, she hears a voice, a singing voice. And, oh, my gosh, it's the same singer she met before. What? Uh, Honoka's like, I have to thank you. I'm taking you to my house. <laughs> also, I have to give you back your microphone. Also, that I yes. brought back from New York. But then the lady's like, ah, just kidding. I gotta go. This is nice. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> uh, the lady asks Honoka if she's found the answer to her question yet. And then I think, I forget how she sets this up. She's like, she tells Honoka to like close her eyes and like make the jump or something. But then like they're transported to like this hillside area where she's mm-hmm. like oh you have to make the jump make this leap like you did before like yeah like you did before yes that's a specific thing that she mentions and then hanukkah makes the jump mm-hmm. she's like i love school idols <laughs> and her, her love of school idols propels her across the lake yeah uh ellie sends her sends hanukkah a text and is like, so the third year's discussed it, and yeah, we still think the right decision is to disband. Yep. Um, which I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the early parts of the film, when they when they first get the news of like, oh, Love Live wants you to wants to send you, send us to America and everything, Nico's the first one who kind of speaks up and is like, hey, we voted to disband. Are we shouldn't be doing this? I think so. Which is, is, again, very interesting because she was the one who kind of fought tooth and nail to, like, as, like, one of the last people who would vote to dissent, to disband afterwards. Yeah. And now she's the first one who's like, no, we should stick to our decision. We made a plan. We, we made a decision yes. to stick to it. Which, again, is, like, just, I, I think it's very interesting. Yes, I agree with you. But also, it's just because Nico's very good. Nico, Nico! Uh, so, Hanukkah wakes up the next morning. She goes to the roof. Uh, of the school, not just on her roof. <laughs> Everyone's there, and Hanukkah's like, hey, why don't we do a, a concert with all the, the surrounding idols as a celebration, and that will be our goodbye to everyone. What if we call it a school idol festival? <laughs> <laughs> um, she goes to UTX, uh, tells the idea to Subasa, who's like, yeah, let's totally do this. Um, and they basically kind of work together to spread the word out to all the other school idols around the country. Um, and some of them are a little like, I don't know about this. And Hong is like, what if I go out and meet them all? <laughs> so we get another montage where Future Style plays. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they use Maki's money to as train fare, and they go out in groups of three to go out and talk to various idols. I love that they just decided, like, oh, we're just going to use Maki's money. <laughs> Maki's like, I'm not a bank! No! <laughs> so they do all that. They all work together to work on costumes, on uh, Maki and uh, Subasa work on the song together, which Nigo gets very jealous of. Um, and then eventually they all group together in Akiba and they're ready to do the thing. Uh, the day before the the event, Hanukkah gathers everyone together and is like, hey, after this, Muse is disbanding. This is it. This is our final final performance. Mm-hmm. That's it. The end. The end. Uh, also, Hanukkah's sister and Ellie's sister are working together and they'll be in the show as well. They're baby idols. Baby idols? Uh, they go to Akiba all together. Muse does. They race there. And then Hanukkah gets distracted by a, a flower petal. <laughs> and then she starts doing... She starts dancing along the way. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, hello. Uh, once they get there, everyone's already dressed in costumes. Awful costume. <laughs> they all... They, they, they part the sea of idols and let Muse walk down the middle... And then they, they perform Sunny Day Song. And it's so weird because, like, Arise is supposed to be part of this, but they're just sidelined. Mm-hmm. It's basically Muse featuring, like, a bunch of idols dancing on the sides. Again, I will point out that it still is still baffling that they didn't just copy this idea for Love Live Fest and have all three groups, or all four groups, I should say, perform Sunny Day Song together, which is something, like... I think a few years back at one of the Squidal Festival uh, Thanksgiving panels, like Icon was like, "Hey, at one point, at some point, I want to do Sunny Day Song with like everyone," mm-hmm. and they didn't do it. What the heck? It's garbage. Regardless, it's because they realized that the song is basically heaven is a place on earth. I mean, what's and they're like, oh, that's too close. We're gonna get sued for copyright. I mean, it's not stopped them before. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, so yeah, that's that is basically how we wrap this up. Um, then we do a time skip, which confused you <laughs> very much. I was so confused. <laughs> um, so we see Yukiho and Elisa. They are third years now. They are now the the basically the president and vice president of the school idol research club. They are doing a welcome speech for the um, incoming freshmen and they basically kind of give a history lesson of, of muse and how they saved the school and everything and like what they mean to the club and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then the movie concludes with a performance of Boko Tachiwa Hitotsu no Hikari, which is, presumed essentially to be muse performing that at the tokyo dome at third live which is hilarious because it's like this was their last performance ever and it's like in a weird floating flower in the middle of nowhere i'm like what is happening i mean to be fair like next sparkling also kind of does the same thing yeah where it goes into like just some weird void void yeah (laughs) so yeah that's how that's how love live ends yep it's over it's done that is it. Thank God. <laughs> uh, before we get into Al's deep, 
deep thoughts about this series let's talk about some notes and trivia because there's a whole lot yep um there's a scene early on where Mark, Maki's father is like dropping her off. Apparently, that car, the car that her father's driving, is a Jaguar XF 5.0, which obviously oh, wow. it's a rich person's car. So yeah. Oh, we didn't even mon- mention Honkstad the whole time. Oh yeah, Honkstad the- was very good. The greatest character in the entire movie was Honkstad. Has his back out. Oh, at one point, he just pulls out like six light sticks. Yeah. Like he's like he's Anju. <laughs> I was like, heck yeah. Oh, Hunk's dad was the MVP in this one. There's also, I think, a scene where, like, after they come back from New York, um, they're talking about, like, oh, you know, we're feeling real iffy about being famous and everything. And then, like, it cuts to Honk's parents who are, like, there's, there's like, a, a girl comes in, like, oh, I thought Hanukkah would be here. And she's, like, oh, Hanukkah Kosaka? You mean our daughter? And it's like <laughs> they have like this whole song and dance, and then the dad's out there just like, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> like they just go full in on it. Yep, they absolutely do. Which like, you know, no no shame in the game, man. They're gonna get lots of business because of that. Yeah. And also, like, obviously, he is a very proud dad. Yeah. Anyway, continue, Jaguar. Yeah. Uh, here's the one we were going to talk about before we start recording. Uh, there okay. are many differing fan theories about the woman who helped Hanukkah while she was lost in New York City. Okay. One theory, which is the one you basically presumed, is that she is simply a future version of Hanukkah as their personalities, actions, and appearance have a resemblance to each other's. They both consider heavy issues, are both cum- clumsy, and have blue eyes and orange hair, albeit different shades. Near the end of her second appearance, the woman tells Hanukkah also tells Hanukkah to fly just like you did back then, referencing Hanukkah jumping a large puddle at the start of the movie, which is suggests that she knew about some parts of Hanukkah's childhood. The mm-hmm. sequence, however, was shown almost immediately afterwards to be a dream, which makes perfect sense because it involved Hanukkah teleporting from the middle of Tokyo into a plane plane next to a small pond far from any buildings or city sounds additionally when Hanukkah asked about her singing career she informs Hanukkah that she and her friends had formed a group in Japan however the group was later disbanded strongly implying about the dissolution of Muse mm-hmm. the other Which, like Sorry. my hair changed colors when I got older so yeah. like it happens but mm-hmm. that's that's theory I subscribe to anyway continue with the theories I wonder if there's any like do they have a credit for that lady at all I don't know. They do. It's a different voice actress, though. But again, like, your voice will get deeper when you get older as well, so. Right. The other theory consists of the woman who is actually Hanukkah's even older sister, which is previously mentioned in the September 2011 issue of Dengeki G's magazine. What? Which, that doesn't make sense, because obviously they would know each other at that point. Right. The final theory was that she was simply a figment of Hanukkah's imagination. No other individual within the movie saw the woman, and in fact, when Hanukkah turned to thank her after finding her way back to the group, hoping to introduce them to her, she was no longer there. No other member of the group saw her. In the alleys where she was performing, no one was watching her or even acknowledging her. In New York, she was the only Japanese individual Hanukkah encountered outside from her own group. In Japan, she featured heavily in one of Hanukkah's dreams, although that could just mean that she left a heavy impression on her. This is slightly incorrect, though. In New York, there were a group of people who cheer when she finishes singing means she was clearly seen and heard by these people. So there you go. <laughs> All right. I think the theory that like it's a future version of Hanukkah that like kind of just like Hanukkah manifests essentially. Yeah, that's as that's like this ideal thinking. version of herself. 
to try and like figure out a way to kind of help her in her current dilemma makes the most sense not yeah. like oh it's her sister which that, that makes zero sense or like of course it's a figment of her imagination if it's even if not like even if it's not just like a future version of herself but especially if it's a future version of herself like no one's gonna see that yeah what are we talking about wait she has an older sister apparently in one of the magazines they say that hmm. but it's not mentioned in the anime so no all right um yeah, it was. I'm still subscribing to the whole future haunt. It, I mean, it makes the most sense, especially because like how similar they look. Well, and again, the phrase of like "like you did before." Yeah, exactly. Like you can't say that and like not make it a thing. Right. Anyway, continue. During their first dinner in New York, Kotori has an entire cheesecake to herself, which is her favorite food. Additionally, she's the only member of Muse that has her cup of water almost empty while everyone else's is still full. This small detail is a reference to her voice actress, Aya Uchida, who is often caught on camera drinking water during live concerts while the rest are talking. <laughs> that's an odd reference. I don't know if that's actually a reference or not. It's just, or just, hey, she was thirsty. She hydrates. Good for her. During the first scene when Hanukkah hears a children's choir as she jumps over the large rain puddle, the song being hummed is Sunny Day Song. Huh. Interesting. In the original Japanese version, the mystery girl sings As Time Goes By from Casablanca when Hanukkah first meets her. In the international home video releases, however, the song is changed to an original song called Stars Come to Me in both Japanese and dubbed English audio. Both are sung by the same voice actress. Huh. Rights issues. Yep. Although not physically appearing, Maki's father made a cameo in this film. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Sure. Yep. Uh, This is the second time Maki does the Nico Nico knee gesture. The first one is from the Moguto Love de Sekenchu PV. Mm-hmm. Katori has the same yellow pill that she previously used from the Music Start, Wonderful Rush, No Upper Class Man Allowed, and Wonders, Wonder Zone uh, episodes and MVs. It's a what? Yellow pillow. Oh, yellow pillow. I thought you said pill, and I'm like, what kind of pill is She's she doing taking? doing pills. <laughs> uh, in the Bogotachi wa Hitotsu, Hitotsu no Hikari segment, each of the nine individual members had symbolic flowers in their respective flower-themed backgrounds. Maki had a rose... Which is passion and to be in love. Ren had a chrysanthemum, which means optimism and hope. Hanayo had peonies, which means bravery and good fortune. Hanukkah had a sunflower, which is radiance and shining brightly. Kotori had a narcissist anemone, which is sincerity and self-esteem. Umi had hydrangeas. Hydrangeas? Yes. Which means pride and dignity. Nico had pink cam- camellias, which means yearning and desire. Nozomi had bellflowers, which is humility and gratitude. And Ellie had forget-me-nots, which means undying love and everlasting connections. Okay. There you go. During the Sunny Day Song song sequence, Try it again. During the Sunny Day Song sequence, this marks the first appearances of Ren's mother, Hanayo's mother, and Umi's mother. Oh, I didn't even notice. And the, this film marks uh, Maho Matsunaga's last voice acting appearance as Arena Toto prior to her retirement next year, or the following year, I guess. And then Con- who is who is that character? She's one. She's in Arise. Oh, okay. Uh, continuity notes: okay. U- Umi and Katori play old maid in their hotel room since a new me. Mm-hmm. Uh, in one scene in an ice cream shop, Lily White appeared again since season two, episode two. 
And then in season one, episode two, Hanukkah mentions that two important things Muse has to worry about are how to sign autographs and how to disguise themselves while walking around town. Both of these things are seen in the movie. The autographs are seen when Muse returned to Japan, and the idols disguising themselves is seen in the question mark to heartbeat number. And that's it. Them's all the notes and trivia about Love Live, the school idol movie, a film that came out on June 13th, 2015. It's five years old now. Um, did you know this film won some awards? Because you're really? about to. The movie was awarded one of the one of the five outstanding animation awards handed out at the 39th J Japan Academy Awards, though it failed to clinch the most outstanding animation award. It was awarded the Animation of the Year Award at the Tokyo Anime Festival 2016. And then on June 13th, 2019, the film got a special theatrical re-release at the Shinjuku Piccadilly Cinema as part of the film's fourth anniversary. Who gave this awards? So why would they give this award? <laughs> uh, hang on, let me, let me look something up here. See if I can find like how much this movie made. Because that would be probably worthwhile to tell. No, I don't want to look at the image. <laughs> the image. The image. Mm. There we go. Film. Uh, bu -bu -bu -bu. The film was the ninth highest grossing Japanese film of the year in Japan with over 2.8 billion yen. Which is a lot of money. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, the limited special edition Blu-ray sold 193,769 copies on its first week, becoming the weekly number one animation Blu-ray in the country of Japan. Uh, by January 24th, 2016, it had sold 220,772 copies. Uh, and the film was released theatrically in South Korea on September 3rd, 2015, and the United States on September 11th, 2015. Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> um, apparently, it was the number one film in Japan for three weeks until the fourth week when Avengers Age of Ultron <laughs> came out and <laughs> took the spot. <laughs> Uh, in the U.S., the film grossed one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars and eight or one hundred fifteen thousand eight hundred and forty dollars, and then grossed twenty eight million dollars worldwide. It's more than I would expect for the U.S. Yeah, especially in twenty fifteen. Yeah, but that's it. We did it. Wipe our hands of Love Live School Idol Project. Ow! That's me. You've probably been waiting a long time to talk about this. Yeah. And, you know, if you've been listening along, you're probably not going to be surprised by what Al's going to say. Correct. Al, tell me your thoughts on Love Live School Idol Project. I don't know how people like this. <laughs> I really don't. Like, I've seen so many people who, like, complain about Sunshine and, like, how the narrative is terrible and the characters are terrible and da 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 And I'm like, how in God's name can you think that this is much better than Sunshine that actually has, like, character depth and stories and, like, interesting developments? Um, whereas this is just, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of like a cake that looks nice on the exterior but it's actually been sitting out for like a week oh. so you don't you don't really want to eat that cake 
And also like the cake will at one point make fun of you for being fat. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's so like surface level and like, I get that they had to be safe because it was a new series. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not interesting. And like two of the characters are atrociously bad, like atrociously bad. And then you have other characters that just kind of exist and don't really do much. Yeah. Like, Rena gets one episode that she's like, oh, I don't feel girly enough to do this. And then you don't really know anything else about her other than she likes cats and likes to run. Yeah. Like, okay, cool, I guess. Um, Like, it's weird that they don't seem to really know each other at all. I don't like the music. Like, there are a few songs every once in a while that are like, oh, that's pretty okay. Um, But for the most part, I'm just like, ugh. This is really bad. Um, I will say it is a shame, and I've said this to you multiple times, it is a shame that Umi's voice actress is so good because she plays the worst character, hands down. Like, her voice actress in, in Japanese is amazing. She's such a good singer, and she's really talented, but her character blows. Ah! That's how she was I, able just, to marry a wrestler. Yeah, valid. <laughs> um, I just, I don't know. I, I don't like it. Um, I think the only real redeeming factor at all of the original Love Live is Nico. She's the only thing that makes it watchable. And I stand by that 100%. She's a gremlin. She's a gremlin, and she's great, and she's the only one that actually has any kind of layers at all. Like, you see a lot of, like, insecurities, and you see a lot of her projections. You see a lot of her even, like, in in this movie, standing up and saying, like, you know, this is what we decided. We're going to stick to it. Like, she's the only character in the entire series that actually has anything to her. I don't like Love Live. I like Love Live Sunshine, and I like, I hope I like Niji, um, but like, the original one is not good. Do you think, I mean, this is obviously a very much a what if yeah. type question. Do you think your opinion would be different at all if you saw this first? I don't know. Um, the The issue that I am afraid of, which I'm glad that this is not the case, is I'm afraid that if I had watched this first, I never would have watched Sunshine. Yeah. Um. Because one of the things that really, and we've talked about this a lot, like one of the things that really drew me in on Sunshine is it's like girls supporting girls, girls like actually being friendly with each other. And like, you don't get that here. I mean, there's and, probably a reason why I pushed hard on Sunshine and not this. Yeah. <laughs> For you to watch initially. Um, yeah, I mean, like it, it's it's a hard thing for me to answer. Yeah. Um, but I, I really do think that I would probably have been very hesitant to watch Sunshine if I had watched this first because I did not like this. Yeah. Like it was painful to get through at points. Um, I will say because obviously my experience is a little bit different than yours. Mm-hmm. This is like like we mentioned, probably early in this series. This is my second time watching this through. 
And mm-hmm. I came to the series through School Idol Festival. I played that first. And then eventually I was like, oh, I should probably watch the anime of this. Mm-hmm. And when I first watched it, I was like, oh, this is fine. I enjoy this. But that was like four five years ago. Because mm-hmm. it was before Sunshine came out. Coming back to this, this show, like, I... I can't argue with anything you just said. Like, this show is rough. Um, There's also a lot more fan service in it, which is really... Yeah. Like, that was something I knew going into this. Like, that's not anything that truly surprised me or something that I forgot or anything. But, yeah. Um, Again, like, I agree basically with with everything you'd said. Like, it's just... There's not a whole lot that's, like, super-duper interesting in this. Um, The storytelling is just, like we said, pretty safe. Like, they don't really do a whole lot that's, like, like genre-bending or anything that, like, kind of challenges preconceived notions or anything. Until, like, the movie, I would say. Which is yeah. which is surprising, in a sense. Because, like, you, going into the movie, like, I didn't really remember a whole lot of the movie outside of, like, the Hanukkah meets a mysterious lady thing, the good song in the movie, and then they go to New York. Yeah. That was basically, like... I was kind of just, like, kind of like, oh, this is, this is probably going to be kind of more of the same. But then, like... <laughs> They have that the whole like B plot when they come back to Japan. I was like, this is actually fascinating that they're kind of trying to tackle this kind of subject matter. And it, like I said, like it's not something I would have expected from this series mm-hmm. at all. But again, like outside of that, like there's just a, there's God, just think of like how many filler episodes we went through where just nothing happens. And it feels like there's like probably like forty percent of the TV series where you have to kind of just go through that. Yeah, and I mean like that one episode with the whole like weight loss thing is just so offensive and terrible. Like it's real it, bad. It, it's real bad. And like they had a real opportunity there to actually say something interesting, and they just didn't. Yeah. And so they just played into the whole like trope of oh, you know, idols. We gotta be super skinny and hot all the time. Yeah, I don't think you could get away with doing that today. Yeah, I don't either. But yeah. It, it just felt like bullying. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I think like you said, like I, I came out of the series with way more, like a much better appreciation of Nico. Like that was yeah. the one kind of like redeeming factor. It was just like, Nico's great. She is Nico the is best fantastic. character in this series. She deserves better. She is very good. Very good. But yeah, this show is rough. Yep, yep. I don't think I need to ask you to rank the series that we've watched because I know it's just like, hey, remember what we you said in last se- season? We'll just put Love Live under everything. Yep, basically. That's all you got to do. Yep, that's that's it. This one's uh, my least favorite of what we've watched so far. Yeah. Easily. But I still think it's, like it was important to watch this series just because- like, I agree with you. You know, we've- done so much with sunshine and all that sort of stuff like you have to go and go back and like see where the roots of the series come from and everything to gain a better appreciation for series that come later yeah Um, no i agree it was important to watch i just will never watch it again yeah well with all that being said and done let's talk about what's going to happen next week okay which is nothing yes we are going to be taking a two-week break because uh, for season six, we're going to stay in the Love Live universe. 
Because mm-hmm. at the beginning of this series, we mentioned, hey, if the Nijigasaki anime starts, we will cut into this, do that, and then finish this up. Yep. Well, the world being the world, <laughs> that didn't necessarily happen, but uh, the Niji anime will be airing in fall on October 3rd. That is the start date for it, so we will take two weeks off in between, and then on October 7th, we will return for season six, where we will debut the first time of us watching an anime that's currently airing yeah that'll be wild so that's going to be a little bit interesting and a different dichotomy and stuff because we can't really record stuff in advance like we usually do for these uh, for these series but uh yes uh season six will be jared and now watch love live nijigasaki school idol club or whatever they officially decide to title that in english but yeah we'll watch the nijigasaki anime and I figure that's, figure that's like the easiest way to do this instead of just like, let's start something for two weeks and then shelve it for 12 weeks and yeah. then come back to it. No, I, I think that what we're doing is a better idea. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be a little bit weird because we already took two weeks off a few weeks back because of technical difficulties. But we're going to take another two weeks off and then we will turn stronger than ever as we watch our first currently airing product. Where we don't and know what how long it's going to take. If we'll have to return later for a season two or for a movie or whatnot. Wild. Su- all, everything's going to be up in the air. Mysteries abound. The only mystery that is not a mystery is that it is more Love Live. Yes, that is true. <laughs> so yes, uh, October 7th we will return for season six. So mark that on your calendars or wherever you keep dates or just, I don't know, pay attention to Twitter or the <laughs> website. That'll tell you. Or your feed. Or your feed. But yeah, that's gonna that's gonna wrap up season five. We are done Nico with lo- better. We are, justice for Nico. <laughs> we are done with Love Live School Idol Project. Thank God. Our fifth series, we can mark off the list. Um, still waiting on two episodes for another series. Because the Sailor Moon movies are finally coming out next year. <laughs> Yeah. Until those get delayed again. Yeah. Um, and then the Shirobako film came out. We just have to wait for that to come to home video mm-hmm. and eventually watch that. Yep. But yeah. That's it for season five. Yee. So if you would like more from us, go to SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or SAC.cool. where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Season Checkup, Season Checkup, OVA. And you can find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to Anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. And you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup. So thank you again for watching or watching, listening to us talk about <laughs> Love Live. We will see you in two weeks for the first episode of season six of Jared and Al watch Nijigasaki Love Live School Idol Club stuff. Something. <laughs> Something. <laughs> title subject to change 